River, Alaska. This is the Sunday Sermon for Palm Sunday, April 2nd, 2023. Our first reading comes from the book of Isaiah, chapter 50, verses 4 to 9. Our psalm is Psalm 31, verses 9 to 16. And the second reading comes to us from Philippians, chapter 2, verses 5 to 11. Traditionally, in the Episcopal Church, there is a long and extended reading of the Gospel. And because of that, this sermon is a little bit shorter than most. Well, peace be with you and a most blessed Palm Sunday and Holy Week to you and your family. Dear friends, thanks to all of you who participated in the reading of the Passion from the Gospel of Matthew. Always a moving and deeply emotional reading to be part of the crowd and to shout, Crucify Him! literally sends chills up and down my spine. Because the reading of the Passion usually takes a bit of time, the sermon or homily on Palm Sunday traditionally is a bit shorter in duration. However, not necessarily meaning it lacks depth. And today's homily is no exception to that rule. In fact, This is a dense homily for sure. Our focus will be on our second reading taken from the Apostle Paul's letter to the Philippians, chapter 2, verses 5 to 11. Philippians is a very personal and tender letter written by Paul to the first established church in Europe. Written somewhere around the mid-50s, just 20 years after the first actual Palm Sunday took place, think about 9-11, that it only happened just a mere 22 years ago, and how fresh that memory is for most of us. Here in this reading, Paul draws upon a poem or a song that the first Christians recited or perhaps sang as they gathered in worship to articulate what they believed. We do the same thing in our weekly recital of the Creed. So these words go back to the very beginning of Christianity, the very beginning of the church, expressing in a deep and precious way what the early church believed to have transpired in and through the person of Jesus from Nazareth. Nazareth. Let the same mind be in you that was in Christ Jesus. Now on this very emotional Sunday, take a moment and let that phrase sink into your gray matter. Let the same mind be in you that was in Christ Jesus. What the Apostle Paul is asking the beloved community in Philippi to do is to think like Jesus thought. That's a big ask. Some of us might even question, is this even possible? And not only is it possible, but the Apostle Paul asks of us to actually do it. It's a game changer. Start thinking like Jesus. And most, if not all, of Jesus' thoughts centered around how to accomplish the will of his Father. Just think, if we in all things ceased thinking for uh, or of ourselves and began to center our thoughts around accomplishing the will of our Father who art in heaven, just imagine what might happen. Thinking like Jesus thinks immediately takes us out of the ego drama 
and places us in the middle of the theodrama. In other words, this way of thinking takes us out of the story written, produced, directed, and starring me, and gives us a role in life that is written, produced, directed, and stars God. Can you imagine how different our lives, our world would look if we even, say, just for one hour a day, began to think like Jesus thought? How did Jesus think, really, you ask? That's a great question. Let's take a look. The song of the early Christians starts out with, who, though he was in the form of God, did not regard equality with God as something to be exploited. J.B. Phillips, in his paraphrase of the New Testament, says it like this, Let Christ himself be your example as to what your attitude should be. For he, who had always been God by nature, did not cling to his prerogatives as God's equal. It's interesting that from the earliest texts of the church writings, we see that Christians believed that Jesus was God. You see, my friends, the teaching that Jesus was truly and fully God is not a late 2nd or 3rd century invention, as some might suggest. Here it is. It's right here. Sung or said just some 20 years after Jesus rode into Jerusalem, was hailed as the son of David, and then entered the temple and turned the tables of the money changers over. And yet, and yet, even though Jesus himself is God, Jesus did not cling to his prerogatives as God's equal. But, the early Christians sang, that Jesus did empty himself, taking the form of a slave, being born in human likeness. Well, now, what does this mean, we ask? Well, the first Christians believed that Jesus, even though he was God, willingly chose to strip himself of all privilege by consenting to become a slave by nature and being born as a mortal. And now here in his letter to the Philippian church, the Apostle Paul is asking his readers not only to think as Jesus thought, but to also do the same. That is, for each of us to put aside our prerogatives and to serve one another as slaves. Now realize, when I point the finger at you, I have three coming right back at me. This act of Jesus to put aside his privilege, descend to earth in the form of a human being, and then serving the Father's creation and obeying the Father's will as a slave is absolutely unheard of amongst the other sacred texts of the various gods of the world. Why does Jesus submit to do this? Only one reason, out of love. Because God is love. Out of love, then, God sent His Son into the world, not to condemn the world, but to save it. No God comes close to this act of love other than our God. The power of love wins over the power of selfishness and hate. This is what the power of God looks like. For most of us, however, we imagine the power of God looks awful and terrible, like a thunderstorm that never ends. Our thoughts tend to see the power of God as something to be afraid of. However, 
when we look at God, our God, from a biblical point of view and not a human point of view, we see a different picture. What we then see is God, our God, showing us His power by becoming a human being and serving those God-created images in His God-created world, all from love. So powerful that he gives up all privileges to come and serve the Father's creation. And so as we begin to think with a mind like Christ, then out of the love Jesus has given us, we need to consider how to put aside all of our privilege to serve each other. And that service looks like the work of a slave. And that society that Paul was writing into understood slavery. In fact, most of the early church was made up of slaves. Here, these early Christian poets or songwriters declare that they saw a God of power in Jesus, of love, who humbled himself and became obedient to the Father's will. And then notice this humbleness and obedience was the point, to the point of death even death on a cross. Therefore God also highly exalted him and gave him the name that is above every name, so that at the name of Jesus every knee should bend in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord, to the glory of God the Father. Amen. A most blessed holy week to you and your family.